Astoria to the Rockaways. It's time for the Queen's New Yorker. And here is the man giving you all the info, your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr. Jason Gacaneo! Yeah! Thank you! Thank you, thank you, thank you! Thank you, Jason Kelly! Oh, what a group. Ah, yes. Ah, thank you. Wow. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. Thank you very much. Ah, wow. Well, welcome to another edition of the Queen's New Yorker. I'm Jason Canio on this uh, Tuesday, October 4, 2022. We're in the month of October. And this is episode number 212. <laughs> we just keep climbing the ladder of success. We're in season number eight, and we're still in our continuation series on radio stations across the AM and FM dial of the five boroughs. And today we have none other than a radio station that's actually on the FM dial today. That's right. It's a classic rock formatted radio station. It's owned by iHeartMedia. And it broadcasts from studios in the former AT&T building in the Tribeca neighborhood of Manhattan. And its transmitter is located at the Empire State Building. Today, we are looking at 104.3 WAXO. Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh. We've, got, we've got some... Uh, some people know the, the show. Now we're going to taste it real well. Oh, yeah. I, I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling you already know the material. You, you, you'll clap at almost anything, pretty much. <laughs> Give or take. So that's who our station we're covering today. And we're going to be looking at the history, the HD operations, the references. You know, this station goes all the way back to 1949. That's right. So it was, before WAXQ, it was WFDR. Sounds like uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt Radio Network. <laughs> but it wasn't. It's uh, the 104.3 Frequency. Originally signed on in 1949 as WFDR, which was a non-profit station owned by the International Ladies Garment Workers Union. And however, like most early FM stations, WFDR lost money and the station ceased operations in 1952. The FM station first took to the air on December 1st of 1956 as WFMX, and within a year, adopted the call letters WNCN for New York Concert Network. And as such, it was a part of a group of classical musical station, music stations in the northeastern United States. The Concert Network, programmed from WBCN in Boston and carried by affiliates including WXCN in Providence, Rhode Island, WHCN in Hartford, Connecticut. And later, WNCN was acquired by medical agency owner Ludwig Wolfgang Frolick. 
the founder of the National Science Network, and added daily medical news reports to the schedule since it was believed that classical music was the choice of the medical and dental professionals. It was also moved the antenna from the Hotel Pierre to the Empire State Building, increasing the station's coverage. National Science sold the station to Star Broadcast Group in 1974, and the station would retain a classical music format for many years, except for the station's program, except uh, for a short period during 1974 to 1975 when it took up a rock format with the call letters WQIV. Now, during the brief run of QIV, the station's progressive album-oriented rock appealed to longtime WNEW-FM listeners and included some veteran 70s FM rock DJs, including Roscoe and Carol Miller. This brief period also saw deployment of a short-lived technology as unintentional, intentionally brief as the format change itself, WQIV broadcast in quadraphonic sound, which was a precursor to surround sound, as indicated by the new call letters Q, or quadraphonic, IV, Roman numeral 4. This choice of call letters was a constant reminder to audiences of this technical innovation, although history shows that the free market quickly abandoned quad. The QIV era was during ownership by Star Broadcast, of which William F. Buckley Jr. was chairman. The GM was Alan Eisenberg, and the program director was Larry Miller Miller of WKTU. The announcement that the station was changing to rock music was read by Mr. Buckley himself and repeated frequently on the air. Two groups, the WNCN Listeners Guild and Classic Radio for Connecticut, were formed, and petitioned the FCC to forbid the change. A last-minute stay by a Supreme Court justice delayed the scheduled changeover, but that was lifted and WNCN became WQIV. The first selection played on the air by program and music director Larry Miller after the changeover was Electric Light Orchestra's Roll Over Beethoven. And William Buckley admitted he loved classical music, but had a responsibility to star shareholders to maximize returns. The Listeners Guild continued its fight and eventually forced a change back to classical music when an application was filed for the frequency by a new group headed by William Benton of the Encyclopedia Britannica. Star relented and, in a negotiated settlement, sold the station to GAF Broadcasting. WQIV signed off with Funeral for a Friend by Elton John, and the station then played the last two notes of the last classical song on the original WNCN that were cut off, then said, sorry for the interruption. The first selection played on the air after the change back was from Box. B minor mass et resurrect from 1971 to 1974 and again from 75 to 1994 David Duball served as music director of WNCN and the station was owned by GAF until 96 when Viacom purchased it for 100 million dollars 
Then on December 18th of 1993, at midnight, WNCN signed off for good with Joseph Hayden's Symphony No. 45, also known as the Farewell Symphony, as the station adopted a current-based album-oriented rock, or AOR, format, along with new call letters WAXQ and the branding Q104.3. The first on-air staff was Trent Tyler and Christine Nagy in Morning Drive, Heidi Hess in Middays, Ida Hakalia and Mark Raz in the Afternoon Drive, Candy Martin or Candace Agree in Nights, and Lark Logan on The Overnights. The station's first PD was Bob Elliott, who was replaced by Ron Valeri. The APD, or the MD, for Q104.3's entire existence as a hard rock station was Vinnie Marino. And the playlist was split into five song blocks that focused on current hard rock favorites, but also mixed in classic rock tunes and cuts from bands not typically thought of as radio-friendly, like Type O Negative and Anthrax. However, Ratings were low, as this format was not ideal during a time in which more people were listening to alternative rock than to heavy metal. And also during the mid-90s, other New York City radio stations were playing alternative rock music as WXRK went from classic rock to alternative rock and WNEWFM was trying to go after a younger audience. Then in 1996, thanks to a deal involving a swapping of various broadcast stations, Viacom would acquire AXQ. Now, after initial consideration was given for the station to turn to a country format, management decided that there was a need for a full-time classic rock station in New York City. And as a result, the station went to its current format at 5 a.m. on July 1st of 1996. Research indicated that if WNEW were to revert to an all-classic rock format, listeners would not return there due to the distrust for that station. And as it turned out, WNEW would unsuccessfully go back to a classic rock format in January of 1997. In that same year, Viacom sold off its entire radio division before its merger with CBS and Infinity to Chancellor Media. Now, Chancellor, in turn, merged with Capstar Broadcasting to form AM-FM, and that company was then purchased by Clear Channel Communications. The Sopranos often featured the station as the radio station Tony Soprano would set on his alarm clock, in sharp contrast to their respective tenures on the other New York area radio stations. The DJs now have little creative input into what music gets played, as is common nowadays at most major market radio stations. The playlist is narrower, narrower than um, that of classic rock radio stations of the past due to results from audience research and songs that were once staples of classic rock radio, such as Eight Miles High by The Birds, are now only played during infrequent segments devoted to deep classics. And WAXQ is also known to go outside the genre of strictly classic rock, sometimes playing more modern rock, such as the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Stone Temple Pilots, as well as some classic pop music, such, such as by Elton John and Phil Collins, and even some newer heavy metal, such as Queen's Rich and Metallica. 
that are not normally found on classic rock stations. And like other clear channel stations, WAXQ began multicasting in late winter of 2006. On WAXQ HD1, the classic rock format can be heard on the original analog station, while the HD2 played a blend of deep classic rock hits, including some more hard rock and current releases by classic rock artists. HD stations can only be received with an HD radio. Now, HD radios receive both the primary analog station, the duplicate HD feed, and the multicasting feeds. Stations can put as many as three sets of HD programming on one dial position plus their original analog broadcast. With the demise of K-Rock on WXRK in early of 2009, the HD2 channel began airing Rock Nation to satisfy the fans of K-Rock's active rock format. Then on July 16th of 2011, one day after Alternative Station 101.9 RXP flipped the formats, the HD2 channel became the alternative project to somewhat fill the gap of alternative rock. As of August 2011, the HD2 channel played a mix of mostly active rock mixed with 90s alternative hard rock. And although the station ID at the top of the hour stated the alternative project, it was neither airing Rock Nation nor the alternative project. Two weeks later, in mid-August of 2011, the alternative project feed returned. And on October 1st of 2015, HD2 became iHeart Country with a country music format. However, sometime in 2017... The HD2 country format was replaced by a simulcast of sister station WOR. The alternative project would later return in 2018, but this time on the new HD3 subchannel, despite having competition from rival alternative station WNYL. The HD3 subchannel has since been discontinued. And there you have it, folks. A look at 104.3 WA. XQ. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. What a history. Woo. That's amazing. So, that is that. And when we come back on on Thursday, we'll be looking at another great radio station we looked at. Let's see. uh, The one that we really need to to talk about (laughs) that I thought was pretty good is WABC 770. That's the one that's got a long history and we'll be looking at that one, and it's probably going to be several parts before we even uh, break it down. But that's going to be the next one coming up. It's going to be the AM77, the commercial radio station carrying a conservative talk format known as Talk Radio 77. Should be very, very interesting. Well, one of the things I wanted to mention is, is that this is our 212th episode We are now currently, 
with the listens coming up here, we're at a rallying total of 4,000. 359 total listens on Anchor and Spotify. Thank you so much for your continued support. Give yourself a big hand and a round of applause for it. You deserve all the credit. Thank you. And I don't, and I don't really like to bore you with uh, rankings and ratings and everything. But I'd like to just kind of give you some uh, some information to take with you on your on your journey with us as you continue to listen on uh, Anchor and Spotify. Let you know where our geographical locations are. Who's listening to these great episodes on Anchor and Spotify? Uh, right now, 87% of our geogra- geographic location is the United States. Uh, 44%, and this is was a shock to me, 44% of our, of our geographical location of our listeners listen from New York. 11% from Florida, mind you, because we have a lot of Florida, a lot of native New Yorkers, including myself. 7% from Massachusetts. Texas at 6%, California 5 that's amazing. 4% of uh, New Jersey people actually listen to this show. 3% from Pennsylvania, 3% from Oregon, Illinois is 3, Maryland 2, Arizona 1, Connecticut 1%, Georgia, even 1% of Georgia people listen to it. North Carolina 1, Virginia 1, South Carolina, Washington, Minnesota, less than... Um, 1% from South Carolina, Washington, Minnesota, Colorado, Michigan, New, New Mexico, Ohio, Vermont, Tennessee, all the way down. The list goes on that listen less than 1%. That's pretty good. But so 44% of the 87% of you listen to uh, that format. And if we broke it down even more, you I, I was shocked. I could not believe this. 13% of the native New Yorkers actually from Brooklyn. 9% from Queens, 7% from New York itself, 4% from Woodhaven, 4% Richmond Hill, 4% from South Ozone Park, 3% from Forest Hills. The Bronx has 3%. The Bronx, really? Jamaica, three. Levittown, two. Ozone Park, only 2%. Howard Beach, two. And the rest are all 1%. And even South Richmond Hill is less than a percent. Wow. And it just, that's the the geographic location if we broke it down even more. Um, Most people listen on Anchor, 34%, followed by Spotify, 23%. If you looked at it in a web browser, 18%. 14% from Apple Podcasts. That's really good. I'm proud to say that our Apple our Apple Podcast people and uh, 11% from other resources. That's great. Uh, and then for age range, this really, I'm really shocked because we actually had a change. Um, our graphics, our demographics for age Males, 100% have listened to this show. Females, well, I don't know why. That's interesting. 60, 
Oh, wait a minute. What am I looking at? Oh, no. Yeah, 100% of the males have listened to this show, which is weird because I would have thought females would have taken an interest. And then our age demographic, 0 to 17. 10% of our under 18 age listen to the show. That is fantastic. That's amazing how we're reaching the younger audience. Not so much the 18 to 22s and the 23 to 27, but 28 to 34. 30% of you listen to our show. 35 to 44, not really. 45 to 59, 20 and 60 plus people because this is a more of a history show. 40% of you are over the age of 60, and that is fantastic. That That is great statistics i'm very happy and proud of all of you thank you so much for your continued support of the show and now that i've bored you with all the rankings and everything it's time to head on head on out as they say so from all of us here at the queen's new yorker and of course the legacy of queens we bid you have a great night and remember be honest be real and keep it simple stupid kiss on the Queens, New Yorker. We'll see you on Thursday for WABC 770. Bye for now. You have been watching the Queens, New Yorker. This is Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCanio internet presentation. Thank you for your support.